This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by GoGo's Bootcamp. Are you a real estate agent looking for the best social media training program on the planet? GoGo Bethke is considered the top Instagram realtor in the country, and her step-by-step training program will take your social media game to the next level. She's so confident there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. Keeping It Real listeners receive a special discount, so please visit gogopodcast.com. That's G-O-G-O podcast.com for your special discount. And now on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your host and guide through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with Marky Lemons. Before we get to Marky, I would like to remind everyone to please tell a friend. Think of one other real estate professional that you know that could benefit from hearing from these types of interviews with top 1% producers and send them a link to our show. Send them right over to our website, which is keepingitrealpod.com. We have links to iTunes, Google Play, also Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, or just tell them to pull up a podcast app on their phone and search for Keeping It Real and it should pop right up. Also, please follow us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com forward slash keeping it real pod or just search for keeping it real podcast. Reason for that is in addition to publishing every one of our episodes there, we also show you behind the scenes footage and video footage of us recording each episode in real time. And we every single day we post an article that we find online that is specifically written to help real estate professionals grow their business. So please follow us again on Facebook. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for continuing to listen and support our show and hope everyone is staying safe out there. And now onto our interview with Marky Lemons. Today on the show, we have Marky Lemons-Ryle. Marky is a six-time Realtor Conference and Expo featured attendee. She is one of 100 speakers selected out of over 500 speakers selected to speak at the Realtor Conference and Expo six different times. Marky Lemons is a licensed managing broker, also a realtor, avid volunteer, major donor, and international best-selling author of, and buy, go out and buy this right now on Amazon, The Modern Real Estate Professional's Guide to Success. Marky also has a podcast called Marky Lemons Ryle. Uh, find it on iTunes or any podcast app you use. Please subscribe to her podcast. It's excellent. And you can find all things Marky at her website, which is MarkyLemons.com. I'm going to spell that, M-A-R-K-I-L-E-M-O-N-S.com. And you can find her social media accounts there as well. She's an absolute legend in the real estate coaching and speaking world and a social media expert. Welcome Marky Lemons to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's, you know, the world is in a different place today. Uh, I'm glad to see that our spirits are vivacious and lively yeah. uh, as we, you know, shelter in place. 
Well, this this is a kind of an opportunity for us because we know how hard it is to get you uh, to, to even appear because you are so busy. You are on the road. Can you tell our, our listeners how often you're out there speaking to realtors? I'm on the road 100 nights a year speaking for real estate associations, banks, and title companies. So I get to meet a lot of people face to face. I've now been home seven days and I've only left the house twice. So I'm very good <laughs> at following rules and regulations, uh, but I miss being out on the road with with my fellow realtors. Yeah, well, we're, we're really grateful to have you on the show today. Um, before we get into all the craziness that's going on, because um, you know what, what we always want to do is give some context around our, our guests, and we're so honored to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into real estate? Well, I am a proud Chicago fifth generation entrepreneur. I was born and raised in the restaurant business. So a third generation restaurant tour. My family owns uh, Chicago's oldest barbecue restaurant, been in business since 1954. And for several years, we sold more pork rib tips than any other barbecue establishment in the city. So in 1999, I went through a lawsuit with my family because I owned the trademark right for our establishments. And as a result, I told myself that I wanted to do something where I could feel like a stay-at-home mom and earn an above average income. So I came into the real estate business July the 31st, 1999 as a loan originator because there were very few barriers to entry at the time. And then I transitioned and got my real estate broker's license in 2003. And I've been full-time broker, managing broker since uh, July 31st, 2003. Incredible. I mean, really, Marky is here in our local Chicago community, and we we have listeners from all over the country who might not yet be uh, that familiar with you, but right here, we're one of the largest real estate markets in the country. You are known by everybody. We have 46,000 realtors here, and I bet you 45,000 of them know Marky uh, or know her name and have listened to her speak, um, and the other thousand have just got their license last week and haven't yet heard this podcast, but they will hear you very soon, and we're so in excited to introduce you to our audience because they're they're going to love you. Um, so so thank you for that that history. That's excellent. How did you start to get into speaking and 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 you know you know educating uh, realtors? So uh, let's go back well before even the whole restaurant. <laughs> thing happened. I have a undergrad degree in hotel restaurant management and a master's degree in business administration. When I graduated from grad school, I actually gave birth to my oldest son on that Monday, graduated from grad school that Saturday. So I actually thought I was going to go back to school and get a PhD. And my grandfather informed me that I had six months to get a job that I would <laughs> no longer be getting an allowance. And so I started teaching on the collegiate level, fresh out of grad school and I taught hospitality management and marketing courses, but I instantly realized that I was too young and I didn't have any real world experience at, at 25, 26. And so I said, oh, I'll come back to this. And in 2006, when I started to serve on the board of directors for the Chicago Association of Realtors, I also was told by my mentor to become a licensed real estate educator, and I did so, and they kind of happened at the same time. And 
I was an instant success probably because I'm animated and I had real world experience from being an entrepreneur my entire life. And I was in the top 10% of realtors in the city of Chicago before I became a real estate educator. And so 2006 was when the real estate education portion of my business kicked off, even though I had already been in education for over a decade prior to that. And what I decided to do, I believe that you should earn the most amount of money per hour working the fewest hours possible. And so I went from being an educator to a trainer, a trainer to a speaker. And now I am uh, probably one of the top speakers in the real estate industry on social media and technology. I'm going to just go on and claim it. Uh, and I work for you know, the National Association of Realtors, Realogy, Homes.com, Chase, uh, Goldman Sachs, uh, all of those companies. I've done some type of uh, consultant training education uh, on behalf of their members of their organization. Yeah, your your pedigree is is incredible, and your reputation is is incredible as well as you already know. Um, so this is a real treat for us to have you. Um, I, let's let's talk a little bit about. So right now we, we were just speaking a minute before we went live, and the governor says here in Illinois that we're on lockdown, um, and and it's it's you know it's uh, this is not uncommon. California's done it, New York's done it, other states are following suit. Um, so people are at home right now, right? Realtors are at home, their clients are at home. Um, you're at home. Uh, you're not traveling, of course. Um, what do you have some ideas of of what? you know, what realtors could be doing right now to stay busy, to stay engaged, to not, you know, just flip on Netflix and waste away the day uh, binge watching. Um, any thoughts of, of what our listeners could start to do just to stay busy? Well, the first thing, I believe that every realtor should have a business plan. And that business plan, you should, in that business plan, you should have a marketing plan. And in that marketing plan, you need to have a social media strategy. And so let me be clear, it took me about 48 hours just to get home, get acclimated and wrap my head around what is going on. And every single day, it's like you have to make an adjustment. Yeah. But I want every real estate professional to go back to their business plan. Now, now, uh, when we think about shelter in place, your day is going to look different. And so my schedule used to be that I was the parent who was late dropping my children off at school every single day until my youngest son got accepted into what I consider to be an A, A minus Chicago public school. And they started school at 730. So I was turning the corner on two wheels trying to get the boy to school at nine o'clock. But then at the moment, he had to be on a bus stop, you know, at at 6.45 a.m., I was on that bus stop every single day on time, and I adjusted my schedule. So right. I'd been getting up at 5.15 a.m. Well, he's in seventh grade now. He doesn't need me in the morning. So I said, oh, I can adjust my schedule. So I was getting up at 6 a.m. Well, since I've been sheltering in place and he's at home, I don't need to get up at 6 a.m. So I adjusted my wake time to 7 a.m., but I still have a long list of things that I need to do. And I need to do those things because my business plan said I need right. to do them. And so not only do I think that we should have a business plan, me personally, even though I believe in technology, I keep a journal. Okay, and my journal is, is with me at all times. People laugh and joke, but I have my little daily, I don't know if you can see my little I list see, here. Yes, I love right, it. Right, of things that I have to go through every single 
day. And so I have my business plan. I'm looking at this time as the opportunity to outgrow my competition. And so if you sit here and you worry about something you have absolutely no control over and you don't position yourself to be better as a result of having all this time on your hands, that's your fault. And so I want every real estate professional to go back to their business plan if they don't have one. I want them to think about as a result of being at home for 30 days, you know, or however many days, what are you going to do every single day? that your unique selling proposition is going to outpace your competition. Yeah, I I love that. And and let's be honest, and I'm not saying for you, I'm saying to our listeners, let's be honest, most real estate professionals don't have a, a, a written business plan. They should, they know they should, but life gets in the way or, or, or they just never found somebody to help them do that. You have the time now to actually put one together. If you already have one, Put your blinders on and and keep working it, right? Keep working it. I came, one of the things that differentiated me right at the time that I started with the real estate education was I was the queen of foreclosures. I knew that foreclosures and short sales were coming. I had my husband drive me up to Appleton, Wisconsin in the month of February in a snow blizzard oh, no. so that I could get certified to teach short sales and foreclosures for the National Association of Realtors. And my husband kept telling me, Mark, you know I can turn around. We can go back home. And I had restless leg syndrome. I can remember this ride oh, no. like it was yesterday. And I told my husband, I said, no, I've been looking at the numbers. And it says I need to learn this now. And I might not have the opportunity once I give birth to Austin. And so a month later, Austin was born. And within six months, you know, we were foreclosures and short sales were the new norm. And so I encourage every real estate professional to look at the 2019 profile of buyers and sellers and profile of realtors, understand what their competition is looking like. Now, let me keep this in mind. There are some things we can't predict right now because we don't know what the outcome is going to be, okay? But the competition of the realtor two weeks ago, we have that data, right? So I want to understand where we were and what is likely to happen as a result. I have people, I was talking to a fellow realtor the other day. Um, her client is a buyer, wanted going to enter into an executed sales contract. And the listing agent was like, oh, let me go to the office and fax you the disclosure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I said, how antiquated is that? You know, <laughs> um, it, that realtor should think about what are some things that I can do online that I never have to go to the office to have to do them again since so many offices are closed. Right. Yeah, if you're not taking advantage of Dot Loop or DocuSign or one of the many e-signature platforms, and if your firm that you're at doesn't offer that, you know, you really need to step up because that is that is a basic thing because your time is valuable. Marky said at the beginning, hey, I, my time is worth X amount per hour. And, you know, nobody wants to spend an hour dropping off a check or running to get a signature when it can all be done electronically. You know what I did today? Um, I looked at a couple of different platforms that will take our videos and basically transcribe them. So I looked at a system called Wave. I looked sure. at Splashio. I looked at Headliner. And I looked at Zubtitles. 
okay? And at the end of the day, I actually made the commitment to pay $99 a month to have someone to do the four videos for me because of the value of my time. And of course, I didn't want to make that financial commitment now, but then um, at my brokerage, I have revenue. Sh Actually, I'm one of the people who left KW who still gets profit share. So I got profit share and revenue share. And I said, Marky, what's something you can implement that once again, I'm, I want I want my competition. I want to be blowing dust at them, right? Sure. That I can do to differentiate myself. Instead of using the free tools, I decided to make the financial investment of $99 a month and have someone do it for me based on the value of my time. Yeah, I, I can agree. We With this podcast, I started it uh, myself. I did 100% of the work for the first two years and I was really burning myself out because this is just something we, we do for fun more, more than anything. It's not really a, a business of sorts, um, although it's turning into one, which is very exciting. But uh, it's a tremendous amount of, of effort and energy and um, I know how to do everything. And so finally, about two, two or three months ago, I said, I need a full-time assistant. I, we had some part-time people helping and uh, now we have Zana, and I have now transferred about 90% of the work um, that I used to do for the show to her. Uh, she does it. It's the best investment I've ever made. It frees up my time. It wasn't very expensive uh, and it was absolutely worth every penny because now I can go out and grow the, the podcast as opposed to just working for the podcast, um, which, is, which is what I was doing. So I, I, I applaud you for continuing to uh, increase you know, your, your uh, effectiveness by outsourcing, right? Yeah, we have to outsource. You have to realize what you're good at, what you aren't good at. But you really, let's go back to that business plan, need to understand the value of your time. Yeah. And, and I'm always going back. Even now, I'm looking at, Marky, what are some of the things you can hire or outsource with this time off? Uh, because I can spend more time helping. We're homeschooling now, right? I can spend more time in the homeschooling process, which is something I'm not good at. However, it's something that I have to do to ensure my child's future, right? Uh, sure. and, and guess what? He'll have an online tutoring session tonight because I know I'm not good at it, so I need some help. <laughs> I love it. And, and, you know, for everyone out there thinking, well, gosh, I would love to hire, you know, assistance or to help with my real estate business, but I, I'm new. I don't have the income to do that. I completely understand. I did this for absolutely free for the first two years, generating essentially no income from it. Um, and, and even the little income that was generated through sponsorships was go, went right back into the podcast. And, but I, then it hit me like, oh, wait, we live in a global economy. There are, this is a gig economy and we have people from all over the world that are now connected through technology that um, will tell me how much their time is worth. And I was able to find help uh, outside uh, of the United States as much as I would love to have somebody sitting in here with me. Uh, the reality of it is I, I, I couldn't. Um, and so now I have people from, I have several people from different countries who help with this. It's very cost effective and it works really well. So for those of you out there thinking, well, gosh, I can't hire a full-time personal assistant, maybe you can. Uh, you just might have to expand your reach or, or, or your search rather to uh, beyond just the borders of this country. 
Yep, that's true. And, and let me say this, a lot of them, right, are also sheltering in place right now. And so, and we, they're looking for work. <laughs> abs that's absolutely true. And they are sheltered in place. I have uh, Zana who works for me is in Kosovo and she's incredible. I couldn't do this without her. She is sheltered with her family. She's been sheltered for a few days. I have people in the Philippines that help. They're also sheltered as well. So we're all in this together, uh, I guess. Uh, but um, what, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about YouTube because you have had tremendous success there. And, and I know uh, you, you speak a lot about this um, with respect to realtors can, can generate an ROI on YouTube, which by the way, could also be a free thing, right? We, you know, we don't necessarily need to hire a production crew and, and a director and, and camera uh, people and lighting people. And if you can do that, great. Um, but you don't always have to, right? So can you talk a little bit about, about YouTube and, and, and your thoughts? So my YouTube strategy is actually more of a Facebook Live strategy. Yeah. Um, when Facebook Live first came out, I was late to get it because I am not an Apple girl. I'm an Android user. And so it came to my device late. And when it came, I was so frantic because I've never had that level of engagement on any form of video in the past that it basically consumed me. So we had some tools like blab.im where Carrie Little and I were over there and we were doing a weekly show on Blab and we were downloading that video and repurposing it. So I love to really start my video as a Facebook Live video because I create video sales funnels over on Facebook for lead generation purposes. Uh, and so what I do is then download that video content and repurpose it oh, uh, into almost 200 different forms of content. Um, but I'm taking, I have two channels, one where I'm taking my Facebook Lives and repurposing them. And then another one kind of like you do is I'm taking my, I record my podcast and video and I'm building out a separate YouTube channel just for the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and it, you know, YouTube is the second largest search engine. Um, you can take that video and embed it essentially anywhere that accepts embed code, whether that's your, um, your blog or other platforms like LinkedIn. And so I am taking video content for lead gen downloading it and then placing it over on YouTube and taking the embed code from YouTube and placing it back into my WordPress blog and then sure. also for articles over on LinkedIn. We, we do, we have the exact same strategy. So I, I love that. And, uh, you know, this is something that now if you're a real estate professional and you're like, you know, I would like to start creating a hyper local content. Uh, maybe you want to start to create uh, neighborhood videos, or uh, you know, citywide videos, or or suburban videos, or anything that that you think you, that your your clients, or or not even necessarily your clients, people who are searching on YouTube are interested in learning. Now's the time to learn how to do it, and you don't have to have ultra professional equipment. You you know, you just have to have really good content, and now's the time to learn how to actually market that content. It, it's not enough just to put it up there. You need to know how to how to make sure it's it's easily searchable and that it hopefully shows up at the top of YouTube and and their strategies to do that is same with Facebook. Well, you know, it comes back 
you were talking about hyperlocal content. And so those keywords, whether you're using those in the title, whether you're using them in the description, whether you're saving the video and have the alt text, you want to talk to people the way that they're searching. And then yes. you do want to provide valuable content. And a lot of times we as real estate professionals, we will go spend two, $3,000 on a video and not generate any leads. Right. Why I like live video is because I don't like to edit. And so I don't have to edit that live video and I'm 100% okay with making mistakes. I don't make a lot of mistakes because practice makes perfect and I'm consistently creating video content. So it tends to flow for me. I don't like to edit. And when I'm taking these videos and downloading them, minimum, I mean, minimum uh, edits, you know, I might trim the, the beginning and the end of the video and then add an intro and an outro video to it. And so I love video because it is the only form of content that you can repurpose without recreating. So the email marketing is coming from the video. The blog post is coming from the video, but I like to generate those leads initially and then take the video content and repurpose it. Yeah, that that's a boy. I, I mean, we are we are so simpatico on this. We do the same thing. We stream this live. Uh, we of course want when, when we produce the audio version, we trim it up, we polish it. We we it's not much editing, but we make it uh, sound a little bit better. Um, but when it comes to the YouTube videos, yeah, we we chop off a little bit the beginning and the end. We put an intro to it and call it a day. But the most important thing is then marketing it and making sure that we are getting in front of enough eyeballs. Uh, and we just launched our YouTube video, so we were really getting very little eyeballs at this moment. But on Facebook, we started doing video um, a few months ago, really. And it was silly of me not to have done it before, but I just really didn't think... Um, I wasn't sure that it would work. I was, I'm an audio podcast guy. And all of a sudden, each video we do now gets well over a couple thousand views, usually within a couple of days on Facebook. Um, and, and it's amazing. And our listenership and our viewership now, I guess, has, has increased. Um, so this is such a great time, all the real, real estate agents out there, to learn how to do this stuff. Uh, Marky teaches this. This is part of what she does. Um, and, and we always encourage everyone to, to visit her website. There's so many amazing resources there, which is markylemons.com. Uh, um, but you speak about this all over the country. You know, wh what are you hearing these days? Obviously, right now we're in the middle of a crisis. I know you're not necessarily speaking as much during the crisis, but prior to the crisis, what are you hearing out there from realtors? I mean, what, what, are, they, what are they struggling with? Well, one, they're struggling with the utilization. So when we think about real estate, it is often the second, third, fourth occupation. We do have yeah. an older entry age than other occupations. This is something people always wanted to do. They would do it in their retirement. The problem that I'm seeing is if that person is, let's say, 40 years or older, if, one, they've never been an entrepreneur, and B, they've never had any tech training ever in their previous occupation, they're struggling because not only do they need to learn real estate, they need to start to learn social media and technology. So millennials, we're seeing have an uh, easier 
entrance only because they understand technology because they're a generation of people who've never lived without it. And so I'm seeing that those that are coming in, if they've never had any entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurship training in the past and they don't have any tech experience, I don't know how they're going to survive because the first thing they have to do is change their mind. And the mind is, is actually their barrier because they'll say, oh, I'm too old. It's always a negative when they need to start talking about, you know, I am a lead gen magnet. I am a wonderful entrepreneur. Uh, I have technology skills that will sustain my business. And they aren't saying their affirmations and they don't even know what to say because there are so many things they didn't get before they got here. Well, and the beauty of it is this is all teachable. All of this is learnable. It's non-age specific. It's not like, oh, because <laughs> you're, you're 24, you, you, you inherently get this. You'll probably have an easier time adapting it because you grew up with it. But I assure you, you know, people sometimes ask like, DJ, how did you start a podcast? I was like, well, I read a bunch of stuff online. I took some courses. And then all of a sudden, I knew how to do a podcast. I have no, I've never been in radio. I've never done anything like this. You know, I, I just learned and it's all online and a lot of it's free. Um, and, and now's a great time. And if you say, well, I don't have time now you do have time. Oh, we all have, have a little bit more time. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, and it's a bit sad that we have this time. It's unfortunate for the whole country. And a lot of people are struggling. And yes, that's true. And, 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 but here's an opportunity for you to start to cultivate those habits. And if you give yourself and you say, well, I don't know anything about YouTube. Great opportunity to start now. Spend 30 minutes a day for the next month. Uh, you'll probably be inside for some of that time anyway, uh, whether you like it or not, and, and spend a, maybe a couple hours, whatever you have time to do. And also, let's not neglect our sphere of influence, everyone. Let's not neglect our, our clients. The people that are most freaked out are the people that are, are we're already working with. But in addition to that, you're making sure that you're staying in communication with them. And uh, I'm going a bit off, tan, uh, off topic, but let's make sure that we're reaching out to everyone in our sphere and just letting them know we're thinking about them during this time. But also, also remember, this is a time to go back to your business plan and say, you know, my YouTube game right now is a little weak. My Instagram game is weak. Um, how would I increase that? Well, you might not know. You can learn. There's so many resources online available and now's the time, right? Well, there are two things in regards to what you stated. One, I'm going to be 50 on my birthday. And so definitely there's no age limit uh, ending or start, right? right. It, it's, I had, I met, I changed my mind and that's why I embrace technology and the, the change is you must, you must dedicate yourself to becoming a lifelong learner. So I am going to be that 80 year old cute granny with the hottest technology, you know, with my grandkids talking about, oh, our grandma, we're going to run this by her or the one who's the 80 year old TikTok sensation. That's going to be me. <laughs> I've already claimed it, right? I love it. So, so that would be number one. But then notice this during this uh, coronavirus scare, everyone, we're getting emails from people we have not heard from in five to 10 years. I don't even know where these people got my email address from. So email is still relevant and we're sending consistent emails. Like I send an email every single week. Now I am going to go to every other week because I want to get a higher open rate and I'm starting to think maybe I was sending too many emails. But some of these people I have not received an email from I know in the past five years. But they've uh, been hearing from you. 
they've been hearing from me, but I'm talking about all the different businesses that have people's email addresses. And this is the only time I hear from you. Like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, please do not send me, do not send me another coronavirus email. (laughs) I'm, I'm okay. I, I, every update, every tip, every website, someone has already communicated it to me because every day, probably for the past week, I've received 10 to 15 emails from people who have not been in communication. I, boy, I could not. I, this is such an important point. It, you know, it's, it's the same. It's a similar point to don't, yeah, don't be like everyone else. And also everyone's already oversaturated with this information. Um, and also don't make it the only time you ever reach out. Right. Um, I, I, I get this a lot. I, I am, I was absolutely shocked how many emails I received from businesses that I forgotten about because they hadn't communicated with me. And all of a sudden they're telling me, uh, what their CEO thinks about the coronavirus, which Okay, fine, um, but it's one of sixty emails I got yesterday, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So. Some of these organizations, I'm like, and who are you? And when did I sign <laughs> up? I mean, I'm really questioning the whole process. And so, email marketing is effective. Um, people are now sending emails as the result. I hope it's not the only email they send. But at the end of the day, if we were to come back to the fact we have podcast and we have video content and we have a YouTube channel. I'm basically doing audio to text transcription. And so now I have content in order to send ongoing communications and post that blog. But guess what? It was all in the business plan. So I had have a podcast probably for five years on my business plan when it was in its infancy. And then finally in January of 2019, I launched Social Selling Made Simple. And so, you know, but it was on the business plan. I, I, I was a little slow to react and respond, but finally it got done. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's, so, it's so true is everyone now, you know, it's time to revisit the business plan, time to come up with that, those daily actions, those disciplines, because we all know it's not about motivation. It isn't about waiting for inspiration to hit you. Those may happen, they may not. In, mo- in my case, they don't happen most of the time. But if I wake up at, a, at the time I'm supposed to, and I look at my business plan and I say, what am I supposed to do today? And then you just chip away at your goals. You just chip away and, and just start chipping away. And, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, one day you'll wake up and you'll be, in a, you'll be a YouTube expert because most people aren't going to go that whole marathon. They're going to peter out after a few miles because it's hard. It's, it's not fun sometimes to wake up and do your homework. Um, but that's what a business plan is. It's not something you look at once a year and write once a year and then forget to look at. You have to look at it all the time. I, I would recommend daily just to remind yourself, what am I doing? Well, what am I supposed to do today? Especially when all the noise is happening, right? Yeah, it's very, it's hard. Um, and, and like I said, I'm not getting up at 515. I'm not getting up at six o'clock. I'm getting up at seven now. So I'm well rested. And the goal is that once I get up, I come in my office. Well, one, I bathe and I brush my teeth because it's very easy when you're working from home to not do either, right? And then I come into the office and I have that checklist and I just start with that checklist every single day. And amazingly, even though I took all my travel dates off my schedule uh, until June the 1st, it's now filled with video production, online course development. I've come back and that schedule is now full because I instantly knew if I couldn't be face-to-face and I still need to pay a mortgage and take care of children, how can I do that? Oh, 
what you're providing face to face, you now have to provide online. And so what I think real estate professionals need to understand, anything that you do face to face, there is an online solution to deliver that content, to meet, I mean, anything you do face to face today has an app or method of delivery online. Yeah. 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 And you, you are the, you're the, <laughs> I'm going to call you the queen of pivoting. I'm going to give you a new title because I think in, in some ways that might be your secret sauce. Uh, far be it for me to tell you, but you have throughout your entire career, you have consistently saw where things are and where things were going and adjusted. And you're even doing that now in this immediate time where, where we're all sort of freaked out about what to do. Um, and that you're such a shining example of consistently being a lifelong learner and, and just pivoting, changing, going, you know, I'm going to just slightly adjust. My messaging is still the same. I'm just maybe going to deliver it in a different way. And all of a sudden, new opportunities arise out of that. So. Thank you. I wrote the road. You know what? I have wrote the word pivot probably five times in the last 24 to 48 hours, because that's what we have to do as an industry. Instead of having a regular open house, we now need to do a virtual open house. Um, can we come in and, and see a house? Yes. The problem is that we touch everything. So can yeah. you go in? Yes. But now you need to safeguard. So that means don't touch people's stuff. Imagine that. Keep your hands to yourself in someone else's house, right? Which is kind of like common sense, but people come in and the first thing they do is they touch, right? They got to touch everything. This yeah. is someone's house. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and so some of the changes I think are great changes. I think that we should have always, since video is on essentially, it's, it's on every mobile device, right? Right. Um, we should have been doing open house previews for years oh, now. Someone uh, sent me a video from four years ago. I was at the Chicago Association of Realtors and I did a walkthrough on Facebook Live on why you should do virtual open houses, right? So yeah. it's, it's not new, it's cost effective, and it gets you in front of the world's largest audience online. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And and you know, it's another thing too, um even if you're not broadcasting on Facebook, which you should be, um, but you know, when things get back to normal and we're going out and doing normal showings, you should still video them because you can send those at the end of the day to the client. Say, hey, here's all the stuff we saw today. I know your head's probably spinning. Here are five videos for the five places we went through just to refresh your memory so you can review them. Um, but yeah, doing those on Facebook too is super cool because then people can follow along with you. And, and even if, you, if it's just you, um, I want to show you my new listing because what I always think I'm going to get your opinion on this and, and, and uh, you know, you, you may disagree with this and that's okay. Um, I always think realtors do themselves a disservice when they only post a static image of I just listed or I just sold. It's the most, uh, nobody cares. Nobody cares. The only people that care are the people you just sold the home to or sold the home from. They care. Nobody else does. And it's boring and nobody wants to see that. We are in agreement 100%. Every, every listing has three disqualifiers. Location, price point, bedroom, bathroom count. If right. that's all you're doing is posting that photo and you don't have anything to talk about the neighborhood or how to yeah. finance getting into that home, you have added all the disqualifiers for a reason to not engage 
with that photo. Uh, ah. I have a private Facebook group, and in that group, if you only post a photo, we take it down. Yeah. It's called the it's Real Estate Live. So you have to either have an event, which we will accept a photo, but if you post a listing and it is not video, we take it down. We, I, we're so tired of just the photo, right? I mean, like, yeah. it's, it, it's nothing unique about it. It right. has the three disqualifiers in it. Do something different. And so I am 100% in agreement with you. But I wanted to go back because I, I was talking about using the system that I was paying for. Yeah. So when we think about YouTube, all of those long YouTube videos, I take, uh, I take an aha moment, three minutes or less. And I'm taking that over to have them do the audio to text transcription so that I can now come back and either use that on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn, or even IGTV where it meets yeah. the time limits. And so Absolutely. you, you, you want to think about giving people content the way that they desire the content. Some people still like to read. Some people learn audio, some people visual. And so I'm always thinking, you know, how can we take this one piece of content and give it to people the way that they desire? Because what you're never going to do is change how the consumer desires to consume information or their preferred communication style. Right. Yeah. I mean, I love the idea of doing a virtual walkthrough and posting that on Facebook. And even if I'm not in the market for buying or selling a home at that time, I might want to see what's inside that house. And the static image, as you said, has disqualifiers and also doesn't really tell me anything. Um, I want to see the inside. And, and if uh, somebody who I follow on, on social media, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, et cetera, you know, goes, you guys, you got to see this. Come on in. I'm going to show this to you. And then you walk into the home all of a sudden now I'm engaged. I think it's cool. I'm interested, even if I'm not in the market. And I go, wow, that was really, that was really neat. Um, and I'm always amazed that, that real estate professionals don't do that as much as they should. You're going into the house anyway, take a 30, uh, take a, a, th a two or three minute video uh, and, and share it with the world. There are two things with that. I believe anytime you take a listing, you need to ask that homeowner yes. for access to their Wi-Fi. So get the code because it allows you to market the property more effectively while you're there, whether it's photos or videos. It's just going to upload and download substantially faster. Sm very smart. But if you are a broker or a managing broker or whatever they might call it in your state, what I highly recommend now is to get a Zoom account because essentially every camera, you can have up to 100 cameras or more contingent upon the package you get. Each camera, essentially a mobile device, an iPad, a computer is a camera. I'm thinking that offices need to do their own virtual open house tours and Zoom would be an excellent platform where they could either stream that live to Facebook or stream that live to YouTube or just record it uh, and download it and then repurpose it. So it's so many ways to get things done. But I'm thinking if you have a great team or you have an expansion team or you're an office, you provide that as a tool to the team or to the office. And now you, are, you have your own virtual open house tour and all your agents need is a mobile device. 
Yeah, I was I was telling you, uh, Marky, offline that we're doing this via Zoom as well. And one of the best qualities or features Zoom has, it's with the paid membership, but it's not expensive. It's really inexpensive. Is you can you know broadcast live on Facebook simultaneously. And I wasn't even sure when we started doing this because this is an audio podcast. Is that gonna how is that gonna confuse people? Is it, is it going to make the distribution a little trickier? And I thought, and, and will anybody care? Does anyone want to see these interviews? And we did one and it got like 1200 views within 24 hours. Um, and I was completely shocked. And I went, well, of course, I wasn't thinking clearly. And of course, that makes sense. And so everyone should go out and get a Zoom account. They're free uh, for the basic package. And then you can always upgrade. But boy, they are so helpful. And there's so many cool features. I, I'm a big, big fan of Zoom. And that's what, that's what we're using right now. Um, I would like to ask you um, a, a question you were saying you don't get asked much. So I, I love this. Tell me about um, you, you said your funniest real estate experience was not knowing about your MLS ID. Um, and so, and, and by the way, you're not alone on this one, but you, tell us about that. Can you mind sharing that story? So when I came into real estate, I came in as a broker. I was never a sales agent. At the time, if you had an undergrad or a master's degree, you could just simply sit for the state exam and never attend pre-licensed school. So I'm right. one of those people. So one, that's a problem all by itself. The second problem was uh, due to the fact that I decided to be my own broker and hold my own license right out the gate. Yeah, you didn't have anyone to ask. I yeah. had anyone to ask. So when I go to schedule my first showing appointment, the young lady asked for my MLS ID number. And I'm like, well, what is an MLS ID number and where do I get one from? <laughs> and she tells me I have to go to my local association. So I go to the Chicago Association of Realtors. And when they give you the sheet of paper, it's not like you just get an MLS ID number, right? You right. have to pay the Chicago Association of Realtors, the Illinois Association of Realtors, yeah. the National, the National. Association <laughs> of Realtors. Yeah. You have the one-time setup fee and you have the MLS due. So let's say it was $1,200. So I'm like, $1,200, that wasn't in my business plan to start my business, right? And so when she gives me the bill, I'm like, I'm going to give you this check and we're going to be done with you. She said, oh, no, honey, you're going to have to pay us every single year. Yeah. At that moment, I knew I didn't know nothing. Right. That is really one of the pivots in real estate to dedicate myself to being a lifelong learner. Because when I left up out of the Chicago Association of Realtors, I felt like a complete idiot. I said, who is this organization just took all my money and it wasn't on the state licensing exam? Yeah, yeah. And you don't have a choice. It's not that you can choose not to do it. You no. cannot choose not to do it. Right. And so... um Keeping that in mind, I always accept the fact that I know I don't know. And that was my first experience as a licensed broker. And at that moment, I said to myself, you need to get in every single class humanly possible. Yeah. Because clear, you don't know nothing. You don't you don't know nothing, Marky. Yeah. And, well, you know, and it, it's funny. <laughs> I um 
I, I'm always shocked. So, so Marky and I are here in, in Chicago and Chicago Association Realtors is the local city association and they're excellent. I actually was just, uh, uh, I got to moderate a panel of top producers a few weeks ago and, and for the YPN. And the YPN here in Chicago, it stands for the Young Professionals Network. And a lot of associations have some version of that. Um, and it's an excellent little subset of, the, of, of Chicago Association Realtors where they have these great breakfasts at, at a local restaurant here in Chicago that's famous called Manny's and they bring in top producers they bring in speakers Marky has spoke at it a million times and it's a great thing and it comes with your membership and I cannot tell you we have 650 realtors at our own firm almost all of which are members of Chicago Association of Realtors and a lot of them don't even know this exists and so this is such Marky said is a big thing so all of us out there are probably a member of some local association I guarantee there are classes there are benefits because you're paying them a lot of money uh, there are things that you probably aren't that familiar with contact them and say Tell, can you send me a list of the classes where do I go to find out what's going on because you might as well get your money's worth and there's so much great value in, in, in those trainings you know, I just thought about it. And as a result, that first year, I don't, uh, what year did you come into real estate? Oh, just uh, about 10 years ago. 10 years. Okay. So I'm taking you back to 2003, 2004. Yeah. So what I decided, well, I didn't decide this, but at the time, because real estate was so hot, you would have all of these open houses where at the time they would give you like a hundred dollar Marshall Field gift card or a Saks Fifth Avenue gift card or the new $20 bills came out. And I remember they were giving away the new $20 bills at an open house. So what I strategically did was I went and got all my money back by attending these events. And Smart. I only attended events, right? This is crazy. Where they was given a gift and I was going to eat because I wanted it to cover the cost of my meal. Because I said, if I got to spend this $1,200 I didn't know nothing about, <laughs> I need to recoup my money out here in these streets. And I actually recouped my money by doing what I was supposed to do. And that was attend open houses. But at that time, you would have, and you had to get there early because they would run out of the money of the gift sure. cards. So it'd be like the first 50, the first 100 people. Oh, I, was, I was on my mobile device. I'm pretty sure it looked like a brick at the time. I had my notepad, I had my big bag, and I was going standing in line, doing all of my calls, my scheduling, but they was gonna feed me and give me a gift card. Yep. <laughs> well, I actually, Marky, I saw you speak uh, not that long ago, maybe a month ago over at, um, uh, oh gosh, the new big apartment building. Oh, down NEMA, real at producers. Ne at NEMA, I should know that one of our brokers works there. So I should know that. Uh, yes, uh, at NEMA and boy, what a cool building, huh? So this is yes, the sir. largest apartment building now in Chicago. And it, I, I want to tell you just a, a quick funny story. So Marky was there, it was all top producers. I write for, for the magazine that was, uh, th that was sponsoring it. So they let me come. And um, I was sitting there watching Marky speak. She was of course excellent. And as we were going down, and this goes back to lifelong learning and pivoting. Um, and this is, of course, before, before the, the virus hit and things all changed. Um, and I was writing down, now this is the hottest apartment building in Chicago. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It is so cool. And I'm writing down with, with a top producer who I did not know. And she goes, oh, I just hate these apartment buildings. And I said, oh, and I was curious. I said, oh, oh, really? Are they overpriced? Like what? what? And she goes, I just think anyone who rents is, is a total moron. And I said, oh, Okay. And I said, well, you must have, I'm sure you have clients that must be renting at places like this. And she's like, yeah. And I tell them they're stupid and they should, and it was very interesting. And I thought, wow, boy, you know, and, and that's fine. And I'm not here to, to, uh, you know, uh, be pejorative towards this realtor, but I thought, 
boy, she's kind of missing out on an opportunity here because a lot of realtors have pivoted. Uh, now things have, have, are all up in the air, but we're pivoted to like starting to think about rentals. Rentals, you know, might make sense in some circumstances for some clients. And I thought, boy, what a missed opportunity. You were at this beautiful building. They were doing tours. You might have one person you know that actually could have been a good fit for this place. Um, but that attitude just shut, shut it completely down. And I'm sure that she has missed opportunities as a result. She has an abundance of missed opportunities. If we were to look at Kevin Rocio, he's one of the top commercial guys in the multifamily yeah. market here. And because he owns so much real estate, he does not own where he lives. Right. But because he has all of this other income producing real right. estate, he pays a very high He's in the ideal community. He pays top-notch rent because he wants to be serviced right. when he's at home. And yeah. so, you know, owning, living and owning might not be your cup of tea, right? When right. you come home, you want some. You want you want them to bring your car down, warmed up, right? You want yeah. them to have a grocery store in the store and bring your food up. And that's for some people. That's the lifestyle, and he can afford that lifestyle, and he has all the tax write-offs. And so I would say definitely that person is missing out. They they let me say this. I look at life as not black and white, but all the shades of gray. Right. That person was looking at life as black or white. Exactly. Yeah. Boy, I couldn't agree more. And I think this is is such a great place to wrap up. Marky has given so much value uh, on this episode. And I want to make sure that our listeners know how to, to get engaged with Marky. So obviously her website for everything you want to know with, you can hire her for speaking engagements, although obviously immediately, uh, but, but you can reach out to her and find out her schedule, bring her to your city, bring her to your, your audience. And, and it can even be done remotely as well, but definitely visit her website, Marky Lemons. That's M-A-R-K-I-L-E-M-O-N-S.com. And also everyone should be reading her book. It's an international bestseller. It's called the modern real estate professional's guide to success and also subscribe to her podcast. If you just go to any podcast app you have, uh, oh, by the way, you can go to Marky's website. You can subscribe right there. Just go to any podcast app though and type in Marky Lemons. It'll pop right up. Hit that subscribe button and see what she's all about um, because her content is excellent. She's excellent and she's always evolving and it's great just to be around that energy to understand that you as a real estate professional, you need to keep evolving. So Marky Lemons uh, for all things. And she has all sorts of great resources on her website as well. So uh, MarkyLemons.com. Uh, Marky, on behalf of all of our listeners, really appreciate you uh, taking time. I know it's a crazy uh, day in particular here in Chicago, um, but I appreciate you taking some time out from being superstar mom, superstar business owner, and, and all the other things you do to uh, share it with our audience. So thank you. And on behalf of Marky and myself to our listeners, we also thank you for continuing to listen to support our show. Um, everyone, uh, we would ask you just to tell one other real estate professional about this show and about this interview uh, and anyone you think could benefit from hearing from people like Marky, let them know about our show and uh, that'll help keep us rolling as well. So Marky, thank you so much. Let's all stay safe and wash our hands and don't touch things when you go into a listing. No touching. No. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. All right. Thanks, Marky.